I'm Sam Jordan, and this is Briefly Interesting. You know, they give baseball players nowadays very peculiar names. You know, a lot of funny names. You know, like uh, Sticky Nick Fields. Sticky Fields. Uh, Goofy Dan. Booby Barber. Booby Barber. I know all of them. But let's see now. We have on our team, we have who's on first, what's on second. I don't know who's on third. That's what I want to find then, out, the guy's name. And then, uh-huh. That's what I want to find out, the guy's name. I'm telling you, who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. Now, Abby, you now, want to be the manager of the baseball team? Yes. You know the guy's names? Well, I should. Well, now you tell me the guy's names on the baseball I team. I say, who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. You ain't saying nothing to me yet. Go ahead and tell me. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's one of the most famous sketches of all time, performed by comedy legends Abbott and Costello. The bit sees the pair arguing about who's on first base during a baseball game, with the player's nickname Who, What and I Don't Know. What follows is a farcical conversation as each performer with their own set of assumptions about what the other is saying unfolds for the audience to enjoy. While Abbott and Costello certainly popularised it, the sketch has its roots as far back as the 1880s, with a routine called Who's the Boss having a similar premise. From there, the pair began to develop it further, until they got their break on a national radio hour. No matter how many times you hear it, it stays funny. The nature of the joke means you can't help being caught up by what they're doing, because it requires the audience to follow along figure out the double meanings and decode exactly what's happening. It's at once highly complex and also devilishly simple, relying on a few basic comedic tools. We have Abbott as the straight man, steering the joke as Costello becomes increasingly frustrated. The straight man, or woman, is a classic part of any comedy sketch and requires deadpan responses and keeping a straight face while everyone else around them is acting larger than life. Names on the team. Look, Louis, uh, you don't seem to understand. See, I have a first baseman. You, I know you got a first. Gets his, I ask you, what's what's the first? I ask you, what's the first baseman's name? No, what's the second baseman's name? I, I'm going to stop asking you. So I ask you, what's the first baseman's name? What's the second baseman? I don't even get past the first. All right, who's on second? Who's on first? What base do you want to talk about? You talk about anyone you want to talk about. All right, now who's on first? Right. Okay. Now, you need- no, no, we also have some seriously complicated wordplay and double talk. They perform it so fluidly, you forget how difficult learning the dialogue would have been. Yet the audience can follow along seamlessly. Most of the time, anyway. One of my favourite segments is where the pair repeat the word naturally, the context and meaning changing constantly. Now who's got it? Naturally. Sure. <laughs> So I throw the ball to who? Naturally. Throw it to who? Naturally. And who's got it? Naturally. Huh. So I pick up the ball and I throw it to naturally. No, no, no. <laughs> you throw the ball to first base, then who gets it? Naturally. That's it. Now you're sure, same thing. Right. I pick up the ball, so I throw it to naturally. You don't. I throw it to who? Naturally. That's what I'm saying! I say I throw the ball to who? Naturally. You ask me. You throw the ball to who? Naturally. naturally. Same as you! Say it that I throw the ball to naturally. You don't. You throw it to who? Now who's got it? Naturally. That's what I said. What really makes it funny to me is the absurdism. They take a simple play on words and develop an entire world to string the joke onto. They push it further and further 
maxing it out, like the sideshow Bob stepping on a rape bit in The Simpsons. It's undeniably funny as he steps on it the first few times and then goes on long enough to perhaps lose its humour a little and then, just because it has gone on so long, becomes brilliantly funny once again. The same principle applies to who's on first, with a combination of excellent comedic timing and a familiarity that comes from performing the bit thousands of times, each one apparently slightly different. And that's how the joke has held up for as long as it has, and has become one of the most influential and important comedy sketches of all time. Interviewed in 1959, Abbott explained the pair's if it ain't broke, don't fix it approach to their comedy. It was all in timing, uh, Tony. Just uh, keeping things at a pace that uh, very few comedians ever did. They generally went at a pace uh, to tell a joke and uh, and another joke. And But ours, we didn't wait for jokes. We just kept on talking and uh, talked on each other. Yeah. Just pacing. Rapid speed. Rapid speed. But suppose you were both in your prime today. Would you use a different type of humor or the same? Well, there wouldn't be any sense to that, Tony. In other words, uh, the Greek philosopher says you build a castle, I tear it down to build up another one. Yeah. We had our castle, why change it? This was briefly interesting. Thanks for listening and make sure to subscribe. <laughs>